Party to the party, a pop culture podcast where Bill Mudron and I, Daniel, fill our pop culture holes with media we missed the first time around. This time, we watched a film? A, a film? Kind of? Kind of, sort of. It's got a beginning, a middle, and end. Yeah. It's weird. It's Buck- a little odd. Yeah, Buckaroo Banzai. I don't know why, but Daniel, I've always... please, it's a, the adventures oh, sorry, of the, Buckaroo Banzai across the Buc- eighth yes. dimension with an exclamation yes. point. <laughs> I've always had this in like the back of my mind that I wanted to watch it too, and I don't know why this movie. It's it's. It, I mean, why do why would we want to watch it? This feels like a goddamn music video for an album that never came out. Yeah, I mean, I, it always seemed I liked the idea of Buckaroo Bonds. I had the idea of a movie about a neurosurgeon slash rock star slash like nuclear <laughs> physicist. I like how just ballsy slash and stupid and comic. Slash yeah, I, I appreciate what a ballsy, driver. intentionally stupid idea that is. Yeah. But the actual execution is not nearly as interesting From as the idea. 1984. This is. This is 1984. This is, yeah. Okay. This yeah. is weird in that it's much like Message from Space, where nothing happens for a long time, and then it just gets then fucking suddenly, bonkers. Yeah. Like. The, <sighs> I just watched this last night. I barely remember anything that happened, except there's a lot of shit that takes place like in a tire factory. <laughs> it's, and Ellen it, Barkin yeah. shows up, and she's wearing a dress with her butt hanging out. And Yeah, well, that was... We'll get there. Yeah, I'll even try... If you stuck a gun to my head and tell me, forced me to tell you the story of Buckaroo Bonds, I'd be like, it's something about convoluted. a car, and then John Lithgow, and then the movie ends. <laughs> the, the music um, starts with... A literal Casio keyboard yeah. music playing so much that John Carpenter was like, that's too Casio for me. Oh, man. And it's funny because, like, there's a part in the movie, in the, in the middle of the movie, where the, you, they go back to the Bonsai Institute. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys is actually working on a little melody that actually turns out to be the theme song. And he's playing on a Casio, too, but it turns out to be, like, the theme song at the end of the movie. Thank you. And there's a title crawl, and I'm go- I will read directly from the, the Buckaroo <laughs> Bonsai script. Is, well, does it also... It starts with his logo, because Buckaroo even has his own yeah. logo, the BB logo. Well, I guess it's based like off a comic book? I guess. Well, technically, well, I guess technically the, the, the idea of this came from uh was it the doc savage comic book who yeah. he's like a neurosurgeon soldier guy who also has like his little gang of guys but they kind of took that that basic idea and just amplified it to ridiculous yeah. levels for this guy basically movie. buckaroo bonsai can do no wrong yeah he's, which is not necessarily he, the most dramatically he will interesting you, he will character. fuck your mom and you will thank him for yeah. it yeah which i kind of if we'll get a little head on or something was anyone but peter weller i love peter weller but yeah. he's so just kind of blank. He's and there. Kinda, he's, he's just kind of there, yeah. He holds his own. He's not yeah. terrible. I mean, he's a fine guy. He's a fine actor. He's a great Robocop. But he's just so kind of cold and like, yes, I will do the thing. I'm so, but yeah, anyway, the movie title starts. Crawl, yeah. Buckaroo Banzai, born to an American mother and a Japanese father, which he does not look like that at all. I can kind of see it just because he's got like some slightly chiseled looks. I can see how they kind of, when they, when they went to the studio, they're like, don't worry, we'll, we'll shoot him like like we'll blur the lens a little bit so maybe he looks a little lazy or something. But yeah, okay. thus began life as he was destined to live it, going in several <laughs> directions at once. A brilliant neurosurgeon, the restless young man grew quickly dissatisfied with a life devoted 
solely to medicine. Yeah. He roamed the planet studying martial arts and particle <laughs> physics, collecting around him a most eccentric group of friends, these hard-rocking scientists, the Hong Kong Cavaliers. And now, with his astonishing jet car ready for a bold assault on a dimensional barrier, Buckaroo Bonsai faces the greatest challenge of his turbulent life. While high above Earth, an alien <laughs> spacecraft keeps a nervous watch on Team Bonsai's you know, every move. If they had like an actual like voiceover like that, and kind of even played up the kind of the cheesy like uh, comic book value of the premise, it mm-hmm. would have been even, probably even sold a little bit better. But yeah, um, so yeah, Buckaroo Bonsai, he's hanging out. He's well, he's not even. No, he's at, not there. He's not even there. Uh, Buckaroo's still at the hospital performing brain surgery yeah. with some medical jargon that even. The writers of ER and Star Trek: The Next Generation would be like, guys, hold it back a little bit. He's just, he's just uh, he's, surgeon shaming uh, Jeff Goldblum yeah. about some kind of like some kind of fucking veins inside someone's deep inside someone's brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there, everybody at the test site where they're gonna launch this car across the salt flats mm-hmm. in Utah the are Texas, like, hey, the, 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 the non-existent Texas salt flats. <laughs> yeah, they're like, where's Buckaroo Bonsai? <laughs> oh, they're like, oh, he's still at the hospital. <laughs> and we meet yeah. the what's what is he? The Secretary of Defense, I think, or is what is he? Yeah, defense. Is he there? I think he's there. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't notice. I didn't realize he was Secretary of Defense until he shows up later with, like, the president and stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm no, because sure I think he, cause he is, like, bitching about everything. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. But then Boca Rubanzai shows up in a helicopter, and they make it seem like, when he shows up, he's wearing, like, a full, like, racing mask. Yeah. And they make it seem like that's I don't know if it was just me, but I was like, is that somebody pretending to be Buckaroo? Because he was literally just in a hospital, and now the he's editing there. gets weird. Because yeah, I don't know if they're trying to make him seem like he's magic because he suddenly transports. Because like, well, no, especially because he's doing <laughs> surgery, isn't he in New Jersey? Because yeah. that's where Jeff Goldblum's from. Yeah, and literally because they're waiting, like literally, it's it's like like it's like only like thirty seconds to go until the countdown's supposed to start and he's still doing brain surgery. But then he's there. But literally, yeah, he transfers from New Jersey <laughs> to Texas and then he's there exactly, yeah. You almost think that's a part of the plot, but no, I guess it's supposed to be the magical qualities of so, Buckaroo He climbs into up. his jet Ford, which is not this gonna work not, for very long because it's a Ford. This also just <laughs> not very you know what? I'm got always kinda surprised that I mean this movie is a big cult movie, but I'm kinda surprised this car isn't more of a cult item. It's not a very interesting car. It's just, no, it's kind of forbidden. It's just a car with a fucking jet engine strapped to the back. And but wings not, for some reason? Kind of baby wings, but not like interesting wings. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I guess it does also have like a single pilot like cockpit built into where the seats would normally be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which that's kind of cool. But, but yeah, it's, so it's... He puts on his helmet and then proceeds to put on a bandana well, he's on got, top like, of the helmet. He's got like helmet, then goggles. Then, yeah, he's got three layers of shit, and then he puts the Japanese... Which, uh, apparently, it's got, like, wording on it, but the wording is just gibberish I did read Japan. that, yeah. I, I, yeah, I saw on Wikipedia, Nikanji? people seem to think that they were trying to say beautiful life, Yeah, but it, it really means, like, beautiful, like, just, like, just it's gibberish. Just gibber, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Somebody, Nikanji. they didn't even have Wikipedia, but they were trying to, like, yeah, put something profound on his headband, but it doesn't quite work out. So, Which whoosh. is kind of, like, th- that's the whole movie in a nutshell, is... is yeah, his bandana is they were trying to put something profound together and they kind of <laughs> fucked it up and you're like well yeah. that's a thing yeah. so whoosh his car go really fast and then he starts going off course and I don't he intentionally does too yeah yeah he, yeah he, the Hong Kong Cavaliers seem to know it's going because his Cl- Clancy Brown his second in command is like counting down to when yeah, he's going to veer off uh, yeah 
what's his name, Hiroshi, or the, the yeah, Asian the doctor scientist, scientist guy, yeah, which I'll just call the professor, I guess, yeah, because um, but because I don't want to keep referring to him as either <laughs> just the Asian, Asian guy names, or yeah. or mispronouncing his also, name constantly. In pretty bad old man makeup. For a while, yeah. I didn't realize. I'm glad that there's a flashback pretty soon in the movie where you actually see why it's just a young guy in old age makeup, even though. Even though the younger version of him is only on screen for, like, literally a minute. Yeah, they could have just cast a younger... Yeah, yeah it's, it's a yeah, uh, anyway, But yeah. Uh, That would have cost money. I know, yeah. Um, But, like, they're doing it all kind of secretly, like, having him go off course, and... Yeah, you don't know why they didn't tell him. He's Buckaroo Banzai. Why, why don't they just have him do this? Did you notice also, too? Obviously, everybody loves the fuck out of Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> that's... Yeah, why not? Because it doesn't seem like he's ever done anything that's failed. So why yeah. not just be open with, okay, well, this is going to be an experiment. We're going to go try to go through that mountain. Yeah. Unless, you know, the government there is watching, maybe. So they're trying. Maybe that's the thing because the, the the Secretary of Defense is there. Maybe they're trying to keep him in the dark because he might, like, he, may, like, he might try to stop the experiment for some reason. Uh, also, did you notice how the <laughs> license plate for the car says Rocket 88, but Rocket is misspelled? And <laughs> when the car's firing up, it says signed, sealed, and delivered, but signed and sealed are spelled wrong. There's, There's a couple of specific instances. <laughs> also, later in the movie, uh, in the bad guy's lair, there's a sign that says, uh, nobody come in here secret, and yeah, that's well, misspelled. Well, I'm going to talk about that. Don't you worry. <laughs> Which I thought maybe... Like, the misspelling stuff was just, like, gag, like, for some reason, like, specific to Buckaroo Banzai, but it's funny to see the bad guys Well, have, the like, bad guys are, that signage. one's obvious. But they're idiots, but, but yeah. yeah. But, uh... Yeah. But uh, anyway, So, yeah. his, his team is, like, doing this, and he's he's going off course, <laughs> and he's heading right towards a wall, and there's a helicopter falling and keeping eyes on him. Yeah. And he, they're like, oh, the traffic, the uh, traffic, the tire marks go right up to the, the mountain, and then they just stop, they vanish. And they're like, what? And then you see Buckaroo Banzai driving through microscopes. Yeah. It's, microscope filters. I guess it's back in the day when maybe, like, electron ma- uh, electron microscope footage was not that popular. Yeah. So they could just say, like, here's uh, a super up-close photography of a hair follicle, but that's going to stand in for, like, this electric we're gonna, string We're going to turn it, spin it in yeah, a circle it around, so it looks yeah. like he's driving. I, I do appreciate they saved money by not actually showing the car even go into the mount. It's just from his perspective, so they could yeah. change from, like, footage to the mount to suddenly flashing this microscope and footage, also but, like yeah two bald aliens just fly <laughs> past his car all those of a aren't just electroids right yeah yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah i love the design for electroids it's so lazy it's just kind of like putting face dudes with like it's not even like makeup that's been glued directly to their faces but all the electroids it's obviously just like a it's, pullover it's, mask it's exactly what like people that think lizard people are controlling the government think lizard exactly people look yeah like. anyway but yeah so uh, he's flying through the mountain yeah uh, and at some point, his helmet just cracks in two. Yeah. Like, it, and it's not a crack. It's like, obviously, they took a saw blade and just cut it in half. And but it stuck, just kind of goes, poof. Just stuck it back on his head, and then somebody had ropes tied to it, and just went, doink, and yeah. it just pops off for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but then they're like, oh, he went through the mountain. He's on the other side now. How do you get there? How oh, do you no. do it? Uh, and then he... He stops his car, gets out, and it's covered in slime. There is a lengthy process of him slowing down the car, getting out, and he's just kind of sitting there while the car is like knocking itself down, yeah. like winding down. And then uh, you hear everyone's radio, like, Buck, Buckaroo, are you okay? Report in. And they're like, there's something on the bottom of your car. No, no, no that does not get said. No, 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 he no, just, no, he touches the slime on the hood because yeah. it's all slime. Well, if you listen, you can actually hear they're actually reporting in that you've got something on your windshield, and that's oh, when he goes and checks it. It's very, or at least in the, maybe there could be different sounds. 
sound edits of the film. Mm. But then they also do say that there's like a like vibrating variance on, on the chassis yeah, on, I, on the drive just, shaft specifically. Huh. They say, and that's when he looks under. Yeah, it, I didn't yeah. hear that at all. Mm. Um, so Maybe but I, he, I was reading the novelization for this movie. I divined <laughs> that yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he he goes under the car and looks at it, and there's this, this a cute little potato. There's some sort of <laughs> like scaly potato. Uh, uh, brain potato round thing underneath <laughs> they... the car that he grabs and they never do anything with it except for there's a point where they're like look at this to yeah. the press and they're like oh and then it's it never nothing ever <laughs> happens with it i guess that does that provides him the evidence to it's the physical evidence that gives him the idea that maybe like red electroids have actually come through with him and also nitpick theater oh no uh, he climbs oh, under no. the car and he's like on the salt flats but it's obviously cement that you just screen oh, underneath him about the that, car yeah. but that's just <laughs> nitpick theater if that's the worst thing that happens in this movie it is not yeah <laughs> uh, oh, so then hey you want more John Lithgow in your movie <laughs> we got John Lithgow for this, you I lo- I've always liked John Lithgow this is one hell of a John Lithgow performance that's that's one of the things reading Starlog magazine back in the day when this movie first came out half of the photos were ju- of just John Lithgow looking nuts mm-hmm. and he lives up to what I always imagined his performance in this movie is because it's always this been scare- him wild eyed and like a minimal amount of makeup like just to make his eyes red to make him look yeah. extra bonkers he looks and sounds great in this movie he's definitely he, the most entertaining you watch much third rock from the sun ah, just bits and pieces so the best way i can describe this character is if his character from third rock from the sun somebody was like okay you're playing that character <laughs> but you're playing that character who's an alien and doesn't understand much about because he's playing an alien to, yeah, yeah okay to pretend to be russian and that's what this character is. It's overacting to the extreme, which that this movie needs because the movie's so what the movie's lacking enough in energy. And that's the thing, Peter Weller. He's so staid and laid back and yeah. kind of like non-interesting that at least the villain is like. Blah, 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 blah. But he's not in the movie much. I know exactly. He disappears. He goes for like forty minutes without being in the. Yeah, movie. he just like yeah. For a while, you wonder if he was just like a supporting character. If he if you didn't know what the movie is, you're wondering what the hell's going on. But yeah. he, he's watching um, an interview in an insane asylum he's with John Buckaroo. Bond, no, like, he's playing Emilio yeah, John, Lizardo. Yeah. That's the name of the human scientist that he's yeah. supposed to be playing. Yeah. Um so uh he straps a device around his arm. <laughs> this is the weirdest <laughs> thing. Like, so it shows the whole Buck Rubanze thing. Then it suddenly cuts for no reason to this guy in this mental hospital. Mm-hmm. Just hang oh, is he watching the television he's watching, press conference? Yeah, he's watching an interview. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. And so that's the like for some reason, yeah, he takes a some shit, puts it on his arm, then puts it on his tongue. So yeah, it's like a little like uh uh clothesline hook. Yeah. That's the best way I can describe it. It goes on either side of his tongue, and then he just mm-hmm. zaps himself a bunch. And, and that makes him have a memory of how he wound up in this situation. In the first they place. don't explain it at all. But I, yeah, it goes into a flashback. I don't know why he's after himself. I guess that's more interesting than him just watching the TV and just having a flashback. Is like he is has to shock himself to remember why. Uh, yeah, it's 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 never explained exactly what he's doing. If shocking himself is causing the flashback, yeah. or if they're just showing a flashback to show why he's so nuts now. Yeah, but even then, why would that explain why he's just randomly <laughs> shocking himself while watching? So he has but, a yeah. flashback with with. with where he's young. Yeah. Or, this is supposed to be like 1938. It's supposed yeah. to be 50 years earlier. And <laughs> so, he looks exactly the same. Except yeah. he just doesn't have wild fucked up hair. But uh, yeah. So he and the the Japanese scientist. Who his name is Professor Hikata. That's Hikayata, what it is, yeah. Or something like that. Uh, but I, You know give this movie props. 
they made uh, Bucker Bonsai half Japanese, and he has a professor, a Japanese professor. At least it's consistently Japanese sounding, at least correct names. I guess when he, when it's 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 not like he's it's not like they kind of mash together Chinese and Japanese shit. It's pretty at least for the eighties. <laughs> so hard though, relatively okay. respectful. Well, yeah, anyway, I'll talk yeah, a little anyway, bit more yeah, about yeah that, but that's that's um, yeah. Could have been worse. Uh, what I'm saying, but they're getting ready to launch Lithgow's character at a wall. <laughs> In like this little chair, yeah, little and, jet and sled. Yeah, the professor's like, no, no, he's not ready yet. He's not ready. But in, they in launch the most, him like, anyway. Oh, no, 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 they no, launch yeah. him anyway. He gets kicked from the chair, stuck halfway, through, halfway through the wall, halfway into Toon Town, and the other professors come up and pull him out of the wall. Yeah, and he starts acting crazy right away. He's like. He's all hunched over. If you were to act nuts for a high school musical, this is yeah. exactly yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's well, great. yeah, it's it's it's. I love it. Somebody was like, "Hey, <laughs> improv what you think." Uh, Mr. Hyde is like from Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Yeah, Hyde. Totally, That's what yeah. John Lithgow's doing is, here. He has the Italian accent before he even gets fucked up, right? So is it like, Italian? I think it's supposed to be Italian. I know his dialect coaster is Italian. Yeah. But it's, well, I've, seen, I've heard other people talk about how inscrutable sounds, his accent is. It sounds more Russian-y to me. Yeah. Which makes sense. He's supposed to be playing a nutcase. So it yeah. It's, it's, you're not coming to this movie for linguistic uh, <laughs> uh, So then we're back in the present. Uh, and the care package arrives for him. Uh, there's just a bunch of Twinkies and shit in there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it's delivered. You've never seen Breaking Bad, right? No. Uh, one of the main characters but in Breaking I do Bad. Know. Yeah. Yeah, he's also I in Better Call I Saul forgot now. that he was, yeah. yeah. I, I knew I recognized him, but yeah, that's, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Jonathan Banks. He also shows up in Airplane. He's just a, he was a character yeah. actor pretty much all the way up until Breaking Bad. But he's he like, shows up in a thousand I'm taking your TV. It's using too much juice. <laughs> yeah. and, and never mind the giant electrical thing that's zapping right over exactly, there. Obviously, yeah, they're using yeah. more juice. I'm assuming maybe he's just like, that's how he's getting the electricity to shock himself for no reason is through the TV outlet or something. Yeah, like and, this, yeah. and while he's walking away, Kogethka's <laughs> like, laugh while you can, monkey boy. Which, that's one of the few quotes I remember hearing about this movie is like, what he's, and he, of course, he's got the thing. It's, it is pretty it's it's hilarious so monkey yeah. boy and the guy kind of turns around and looks at him like what and he's Rah. it's just uh, monkey so and i do love the fact that monkey boy seems to be the le- the electroids default slang for any humans because yeah. they're like oh the monkey boys over there fuck those guys yeah uh so down there we're back to buckaroo bonsai back and, to the boring part and of they movie, are yeah. rocking and rolling in a jersey <laughs> club the, so like it's great because like right before like they're all getting ready for their show and the and the club owner shows up and was like I don't give a shit who how popular you guys are you better rock your ass yeah. off for me <laughs> and they're like okay and then he's on like stage. I'm from Joyzy yeah and they get on stage and they are the worst latest <laughs> fucking band but ever people fucking love them they're like on Mystery Science Theater three thousand when they play a little band that's what they sound like the the it's like the side hacking song I know I know you haven't seen it but the dudes from fucking Miami Connection out rock these guys. That's what I'm saying, because, like, these guys... I mean, but this is the most 80s fucking shit I have ever seen. Oh, my gosh, it's so 80s it hurts. Like, oh, man. dudes with no shirts on but a skinny tie and jackets with huge fucking... Oh, my God. I'm, I'm going to... This is the song they're singing. Well, you, know what? Just, you can add it in post. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. <laughs> but yeah, um, um, it's also it, one of the things too. Uh, I was reading about how uh, this movie was uh, 
the first like two weeks of filming was done by the guy who filmed Blade Runner, mm-hmm. and supposedly the, his biggest contribution to the movie is this scene because it's all shot wow. super eighties. It's all smoke machine and laser lighting and shit like that. It's terrible. And but yeah, but he they stop halfway through and like your bonsai is like whoa 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 excuse me is someone crying? Yeah, someone out there not having a good is, time. Is yeah. someone not having a good time when you hear sorry? And he's like, well, well, let's shine a spotlight on the sad person and draw attention to them. All of- sad people love that. Well, I like even his band is kind of like, what the fuck is Booker doing here? Yeah. And he even says, <laughs> go, he tells Perfect Tommy, which I have a fucking great oh, name. So it was my. Perfect Tommy. And actually, Perfect Tommy does look perfect. It's fucking hilarious. And like, he even tells Perfect Tommy. I love how Perfect Tommy's always like second guessing a fucking Buckaroo Bonsai. But he's like. Perfect Tommy, go give her a mic. And he's like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Yeah, and Justified like, what got, are you like, doing this, poor lady? she's got like a big, fucking bow in her hair. She, and she looks like a baby chickadee. Yeah. And she's all like, I'm <laughs> uh, Yeah, she, supposedly she's super broke, but she's like drinking herself to death, like wasting her last five cents she's got. Yeah. Her last nickel her, getting smashed in this bar with this terrible fucking band. <laughs> no said, wonder she's crying. Yeah, and he's like, all right. Don't be mean. Remember, no matter where you go, there you yeah, are. There you are. That's that's the other big line from this film. Yeah. So wait, isn't that also in I th- that's Thunderdome taken from somewhere else? Yeah. Which so who's still from who? That's eighty five. Oh. So they may have actually been watching this movie while filming and were like, oh, that's that's really good. Or that. maybe that lines from something else entirely. It's entirely possible. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> then he goes. There's a lot of re- yeah. there's like Thomas Pynchon references in this movie. So, it's, so he's it's, like. I'm going to sing you a song now. And she just sits down at the piano. Hold on. Yeah. And and one of his bandmates is like, this is weird. Like, he says that. He literally yeah. said this is weird. He's, he's saying what we're all thinking. When you're weirding out the Hong Kong Cavaliers, you know you're fucked up. So yeah. she's sitting there all sad. And then she just lifts a gun up to her head. And I was like, that would have been, if I had Peter Weller singing to me too, this would, I'd want to shoot myself too. <laughs> so then she's about to shoot herself, but then a waitress bumps her, and I don't know how the waitress didn't notice this lady's holding a gun to her head. Yeah. And she shoots off into the air, and everybody's like, oh! The Hawkeye Cavaliers, even though they're watching what's going on, they pull guns yeah, on her. Yeah, they all pull guns out. <laughs> it's just like, wow. And, and the security, like, tackles her and drags her away. Yeah. But Booker's like, no, don't be nice. Oh, guys, come on. Uh, and then yeah, don't be mean. But then she's drug away. Yeah. The sh- the, that they keep on performing. I don't know. The uh, yeah, scene it's, ends. it's really yeah. What, what the hell's going on in the reality of the scene? Yeah. So then we're back in the insane asylum, and John Lithgow <sighs> walks up to a phone and makes a call to Mister John the Big Booty. Uh, say it is John Horton calling, and uh, the a John Warfin. Yeah. yeah, Breaking Bad comes up and is like, hey, that that better be collect. So. John Lithgow picks him up by the neck and slightly turns his neck to the left and it just cracks And then it. he kind of falls down, like, willingly. He's yeah. kind of like, uh, fake that. And, like, he, his body's there for a bit <laughs> like, and he's searching him. <laughs> I can't stress enough how slightly his head turns to the side. <laughs> it's basically like, mm, It's like he made spray that neck that morning and they didn't want to, like, make it any worse. So you just kind of like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, hiccups. it's time gets... for my return. I'm back. Of course it's me. What are you thinking? 
uh, and then that scene, and he he takes the keys from the guy. Yeah, presumably goes out and steals his car or something. But before he goes, there's some uh, some other dudes there, and they're playing an arcade machine, and he just touches the arcade machine. That's a Buckaroo Bonsai arcade machine, and shorts it out and leaves. Yeah. Why? Just to be a dick, and just to show that he's still got electricity in him, I guess, or something like that. Well, that I, electricity I, power never comes into play, though. I, I mean, they are called electroids, so I wonder if that was some kind of like something in the original script that got like taken out. Was like maybe I don't know. You read the novelization? I read parts of it. <laughs> There's only so much I could read in the two days before uh, between while watching this movie and uh, uh, recording. But yeah. Um, so now that so that scene's over, and now Buckaroo bon- we're on Buckaroo Banzai's touring bus, which. No this is a around. huge touring bus. It's got two stories on it, which is established later. Yeah, which and, uh, the bus is obviously not big enough to have two full sto- like house stories on it. But yeah, and, and we get some exposition from his his bandmates that are like, "Wow, that girl, crazy girl at the bar looked like last night. Sure looked exactly like his ex wife. Ain't that amazing?" Yeah. And meanwhile, Buckaroo Bonsai is in a full samurai regalia. <laughs> He's got a little bunk in the back of the bus, and it's like a little wooden drawer bed. Yeah, and he's got like a little like, I mean, like samurai he's, sword. He put a samurai thing. sword on the ground and like bows to yeah. it and like picks it up. Which all to be fair, at least that does look authentically Japanese. But why is he doing it's that going, on a touring that's bus? That's the whole thing about this movie. It's all just about like it's it's just weird hipster affectations <laughs> that don't really feed into the story at all. But yeah, and then um, for some reason, like uh, what's his name, um, Southern guy, uh. Rawhide tacos, rawhide. yeah. Rawhide, it comes in and is like Clancy Brown, yeah. Yeah, he's like, hey, um, uh, <laughs> he's the only like normal guy in the whole yeah. game. He's only relatively kind of like, hey, uh, hey, Buckaroo. John Lithgow escaped last night. Oh yeah, ain't right, that yeah. a kick? I don't know why he just needs to tell everybody about this, like yeah. why it's important or anything. Well, I guess it is. It is news to them because he was an old workmate of the professor. I guess. So I guess and that would like, impact. He's them. crazy. In he the escaped. novelization, it's um. And also, there's a strange cloud. Who yeah. Knows? In the novelization, did they mention? They don't mention uh, Buckaroo's mortal enemy Hanoi Zan at all. Uh, Supposedly, there was going to be a sequel about this movie about Hanoi Zan and the World Crime League. It's Mm -hmm. teased at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, In the original original novelization, actually, they did film some scenes where supposedly uh, Hanoi Zan is actually partially responsible. He's the one who actually sends the care package to Lithgow Hmm. and helps him get out and stuff like that. And it's supposed to be just shedding, set, setting up that he's working in the shadows trying to fuck over Buckaroo Banzai. So um, I don't know if the, the Hong Kong Cavaliers are supposed to be suspicious of that yeah. or what. But, uh, so but they yeah, f- but they are like, yeah, exactly. They are invested for some reason. So I was, and, I was watching and yeah. I was writing and, then, and they talk about how Lithgow escaped and he's cray cray. <laughs> and there's some weird cloud that, that is floating. They don't know what it is. And oh they my God, what is Jeff what? Goldblum wearing? When he shows up, <laughs> yup. I like even to the point that even the other characters are like, "What the?" Everything screeches to a halt when Jeff Goldblum comes back dressed in what even Doc Brown would be like. That is not <laughs> how cowboys da- dress. I'd always seen like I've, I've always seen the end credits for this movie. I've always seen other stills, and I always thought Jeff Goldblum was an established member of the gang and this is how he always dressed i like that he gets invited to be part of the hong kong cavaliers and this is how he shows up when they asked him to join and even the other hong kong cavaliers are like what the hell are you wearing just do yourself a favor and google image search jeff goldblum uh buckaroo bonsai and be amazed mongolian wool 
like chaps on yep. and just like the the brightest the, best. the brightest cool. red quote, quote, cowboy shirt he looks with like, a giant white cowboy hat he looks like he's trying to get back to peewee's house it, yes it's the best. very much like he his be... luggage has cow prints on it uh he's got a boom box on top of his I, luggage. I love the idea that like he he it's the suggestion that he's always obsessed with cowboys and this is his outlet for that kind of thing either or maybe you overcompensated. Maybe you heard that like the Hong Kong Cavaliers already have like this built-in cowboy theme with Rawhide and Reno, and maybe he over overdid it too much by trying to fit in. Who knows? It's but he's even got great, a great like ten gallon white know, cowboy hat. Jeff Goldblum is. I mean, this is gonna be an, an underestimate, but Jeff Goldblum's weird. Yeah, in that his acting, when complimented with other people who fe- play off his acting style go with him yeah. but everybody's so dry and serious in this yeah his acting he's not style really bouncing off anyone his acting movie. style feels like realistic and great and like he should be in this movie but everybody else is like oh hey yeah where, where's your spurs and he's like uh-huh, 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 oh, you're making fun, making fun of me making fun of me yeah and he laughed. Uh, ha, ha, wow. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. If the rest of the Cavaliers were more interesting, that'd be fun to see him bounce off of them. But they're also just kind of like, matter of factly, just always sucking Bonsai's dick that they don't yeah. seem to. Like, there's no fun in just watching them even hang out with Cole. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what this movie's kind of missing is more kind of gold bloom kind of energy. But yeah. no, the other Cavaliers don't have that. They're all just kind of like, Bleh. yeah. So, um, and also. So they're picking Jeff Goldblum up, but they're picking him up <laughs> in front of the police out, station. Yeah, in front of the police station, which they specifically requested him to be there. To, oh, I guess because they're gonna, he, they want to go check out Penny yeah, Pretty, but like, which that's great. They've that's been pretty. on the bus driving away. Wouldn't she be in whatever police station was by that club? I oh, feel like they're long point. away because it's kind of suggested that. they drove overnight to get to the yeah. But she's in this this jail, and he walks in. Well, okay, like, so I'm trying to also think because okay, so they started the day in Texas doing the fucking test, which I wonder if they're supposed to be driving back from Texas to New Jersey. But they were where? Well, well, well. Buckaroo Bonsai was in New Jersey performing brain surgery. I know with that's what New I'm saying. Jersey. Yeah. Then so, he went to Texas. Then he went back to New Jersey to pick to play this. Oh, that's club. because because he's the it's the Jersey club owner. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Why is not yeah? And then they're driving oh, after the founding. Yeah, I, I guess. And he dressed up as a samurai in his <laughs> in his thing. Yeah, it's, and then he assuming, changes. It suggests it's the next day. Yeah, yeah exactly, he changes yeah. back into regular clothes to go his to the police Pee-wee station outfit. to go leer at this girl who looks like his dead ex-wife. Oh God, this one is ridiculous. Uh, she's fine. Yeah, no, she's, she looked good in this movie. She's oh man, I was looking up some Wikipedia stuff on this, and there's like one press still of her hanging out with, uh, with Peter Weller. She's got oh. like her leg. It's just like I don't know, like her legs are like eighteen thousand feet long. <laughs> I'm just like, God damn! I remember Alan Barkin being a big thing in the eighties. Maybe not yeah. the world's biggest actress, but she was in a lot of movies back then. Yeah. And this is the only movie I've ever seen where I'm like, damn, Alan Barkin, how yeah. you doing? She because there's like a moment where he walks into the police j- station and like walks up to the cell and she's like, what do you want? And she like puts her hands up on the bars. And I was like, oh, I didn't even notice that. Some, yeah, the nice guns you got there. I think I was typing, uh, why is a uh, Buckaroo dressed like Pee Wee? Because he's totally got the gray suit and a <laughs> yeah. bow tie. And everything like yeah. that. But, yeah, and she's like, I'm gonna have to go back and ba- masturbate to this. <laughs> she's like, "What um, do you want with me?" And he's like, "You remind me of someone I used to know." Yeah, I didn't get she's this like, at all. In the she's movie. like, "Was she very beautiful?" Already like getting just yeah. damp for him, and he was like, "She was the queen of the Netherlands." What? 
What is that? She was the queen of the Netherlands. Which is especially funny because you find out that his wife was her twin sister. So I guess maybe. Well, yeah, she, got, she was like, like, what? Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and his his well, like perfect is over there, like just banging his head against another set of bars. Like again, I love oh. Tommy putting oh. and barely putting up with Buckaroo's bullshit. Yeah, and she's like, I'm adopted, and he's like, Of course. If it was a snake, it would have bit me. What is happening here? There's uh, yeah, the, the the weird turns of phrase in this movie are pretty pretty funny. And then he goes, uh, "Let her out. I'll be responsible for her." Uh, Buckaroo, that's not how jail works. Which, but he Buckaroo, he can't he, just walk into a jail and be like, "I will adopt that prisoner, <laughs> this hot prisoner." Oh uh, man. And I love the name of Penny Pretty. That is fucking hilarious. That is so stupid. That's like, I'm kind of surprised that was never a Bond girl's name. Which, obviously, that's kind of the vibe they're going for here yeah. a little bit. Like, yeah. So then, Brookaroos are at a press Q&A for also, this. Also, it's not pretty. P-R-E-T-T-Y. No, it's I. It's pretty. P-R-I-D. <laughs> Again, kind of oh. like misspelled like some of yeah, the other yeah. stuff in this movie. Is. But yeah. they go to a press Q&A to talk about the land speed record and driving through the mountain. Yeah. Um. Which and, I yeah, uh, there's a lot to say here. Uh, so the Secretary of Defense is there for whatever reason. I don't know why he would be the land speed record thing. Yeah, but he's like, I I, he I don't be... imagine you're here to hear me talk. And Perfect's like, that's true. And he like grabs the microphone away from Perfect and throws it on the ground. Like, almost, <laughs> everyone starts laughing enough that I was thought I almost wondered if that was an actual ad lib on set because everyone seems to be like laughing pretty. Uh, uh, Legitimately at that joke. Why is his band on stage with him? <laughs> they helped out. They were looking at the clock while he was racing and shit. And Thirty minutes into this movie, and it's, nothing has happened. It seems to suggest that Bucker Bonsai and the Cavaliers are kind of a package deal. You get one, you get the other. So, and yeah. there's an alien ship flying around now that's listening to this broadcast. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, and he kind of is explaining how. All this shit works like driving through the mountain. There's oh, look at this rock. See how well the Bakura does this. But look at this rock. See how there, even though it looks solid, there's little particles in between it. That, yes, and we can it's go there. Teeming with life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like Penny interrupts to explain it in the yeah. Penny's turn. on stage. Why is she part of a press there? conference? Yeah. Why is Penny? Which on is stage? a fatal mistake because then the aliens mistake her for being part of the team and being one of the scientists. Yeah. Um, uh, fortunately though, in the crowd, we have Dan Hedaya and Vincent Schiavelli, yeah. two of the 80s finest, finest Ugo character actors, mm-hmm. which I thought that maybe they were just there to fill seats. I'm glad they actually become characters of the, yeah. the film. Well, yeah. One of them probably best known for being the subway ghost in Ghost. Have you seen Ghost? <sighs> really? It's been not since Ghost first. Was it Vincent Schiavelli? Is he, is he like yelling at people and stuff or yeah. something like that? Is he threatening? Yeah. Well, yeah, he teaches uh, uh, Patrick Swayze how to hit stuff. He's uh, one of the teachers in Better Off Dead, a film I keep on throwing at Daniel. Yeah. Uh, he's also uh, the organ grinder in Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. He's been in a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, and then Hidea, he was uh, What's-Her-Face's uh, husband on Shears. Uh, uh, What's-Her-Face? Uh, Dan- Danny DeVito's wife. What's-Her-Face? Rhea Perlman? Yeah, Rhea Perlman. She- he was in Alien 3. He's just always this short, stocky, like, faced. Like, yeah. I don't remember him in this movie at all. Really? Yeah. Like, I'm. He's I, actually, you only actually see his face proper in, like, maybe two or three scenes in the whole movie at the most. Okay, yeah. I don't remember his face. But that's, yeah, that's Like, him. I remember the two. I, I just watched this movie last night. I remember the two, like, Lloyd and. 
It's and, Schiavelli, and but he's the third and, guy. But I, yeah, I don't remember the. the I was third guy totally surprised when Doc Brown showed up. I was like, that guy sounds like. I was like, oh, it's actually Emmett Brown. He actually shows up on this thing. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but, we're jumping um, ahead a little bit, but yeah. For some reason, uh, Hirata's like thingy that it, it starts acting up. Uh, what is it called? Um, the well, the aliens are the trying to get the into yeah the overthruster the starts acting up overthruster, yeah. for some reason and he like pulls it out and like oh but then uh, Christopher Lloyd comes out and oh no uh, is it yeah, Christopher so wait wait hold on <laughs> so then I'm, they're like this is when the logic of the movie starts breaking <laughs> so, down even more yeah uh, he's like are there uh, any questions Buckaroo's like that and somebody's like oh uh, yes are there any possibilities of war in the eighth dimension. I don't even know if they mentioned the eighth dimension earlier. I mean, they were talking about like the idea of there being an eighth dimension within solid matter that you can travel into and that beings could live in. Yeah, but and I there's think that possibility does justify... of war with and, the eighth dimension. This kind of makes sense. You would first think, well, okay, there's living beings and all living matter, an all inanimate matter. You could, yeah, because he's like, I look at Are this. Are they going to try to kill us? That's not the most the illogical question. But um, yeah, but then some guard comes up and is like, "Hey, oh, Buckaroo, the president's calling for you." The, right. And this is when he says, "President of what?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, oh, I'm America. So he goes off. Uh, and I, it's it's unclear to me. Are the aliens calling, pretending to be the president to Buckaroo, or oh, because he goes accepts the call, goes, but he gets zapped. He he doesn't get. He's just like hello, hello, the, he hello. He does talk to the and president. And then the aliens later. push a button, and it zaps. Him. I think it must be them luring him to the phone to give him the 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 formula that becomes the antidote to ha- so how you yeah, see the electrodes. Electrically zapped through yeah. the phone, falls on the ground, and is like yeah, yeah. this uh, scribbles something on his hand, stands up, and goes conference room, conference room. Conference room <laughs> and runs away. This really is my notes. Is like I have no idea what's going on now. Like five minutes after the scene, where I'm just like, yeah, Buckaroo transferred the formula given to him by electrostatic phone to the. Pro- yeah, but yeah. And and yeah. the aliens say launch thermal pod. And they launch a thermal pod. Okay. Um, yeah. but which Buckaroo- is like a little baby like falcon shaped pod yeah. that flies to Earth. Buckaroo runs back into the conference room and like points his hands and goes evil pure and simple from the eighth dimension and fucking two aliens like in suits whip their heads and look at him and that's like, that's Anthony and Schiavelli <laughs> yeah. yeah and fucking take off running yeah and then they the Buckaroo and Buckaroo's the only person in the whole world yeah. now that can see the electrodes for what they yeah. are there's kind of like a um, they live thing yeah. going on here where yeah so they're hiding in plain sight they chase Buckaroo chases them off and yeah. while he's chasing them Christopher Lloyd comes in with a, like a mesh like nylon only covering the lower half of his face. Yeah, I don't know if there's some kind of plot like a deleted scene there, but then he yeah he runs in and he and makes off. It's with a terrible Penny disguise because I still know it's Christopher Lloyd. Um, there's no disguise in that voice. More importantly, uh, Buckaroo goes chasing after the first two guys. He yeah. runs outside. There t- just turns out to be like. A truckload. Well, no, no, we're not there yet. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to get to the time, uh, the 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 Toontown Tunnel, which I think that's what they they come out of later. Uh, Just throw it um, out there. So, yeah. uh, he kidnaps the professor. Man, this sounds like a rant- rantings of a uh, crazy person describing the well, middle part of the film. And then I wrote down this note, and I think it's apt. This movie is like you gave the plot of Axe Cop to somebody and said, <laughs> "Make this sound like." 
uh, eight-year-old didn't write it. Like, try to fill it out yeah, with try, more logical try stuff. Try to punch it up, but they failed. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is Axe Cop, the movie. Yeah, because it's all like, Lectrides, they're aliens, but then there's black ones, and they come down, and there's things, and like, yeah, th- th- this is this is where the moment, whatever little momentum was in the film movie kind of st- dissipates and where yeah. like the, the 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 kludginess of the plot overtakes the energy of the film and where you're like what the fuck is going on like yeah. i know this is supposed to be the exciting part of the movie where like the plot is actually kicking in but it's just yeah so it's, it's... and then um buckaroo bonsai is chasing the aliens uh and on foot yeah on foot yeah. And pepe gets shot one of his his bandmates gets shot yeah in the arm i guess pepe. um <laughs> But Buck is chasing Please, them. That's Reno. He's the guy who dictates, who who writes the transcript that becomes the novelization of the book. Oh, okay. Reno, the uh, saxophone player. Uh, uh, but then, um, yeah. The aliens get in the van and tear away, and then Buckaroo jumps on some bikes that happen to be getting offloaded off a truck. They mentioned earlier and... that, like, guys, you have to hurry up with your press conference about the Eighth Dimension because we have a Harley Davidson yeah. convention, a biker <laughs> convention coming. Yeah. And there is a just a Harley Davidson. Giant tractor trailer offloading like a yeah. dozen fucking bikes. And one of the guys offloading goes, hey, you can't do that. And then as he's driving away, you hear like probably ADR, hey, it's Buckaroo Bonsai <laughs> from the same guy. Because Buckaroo's already dressed like Pee Wee, I was half expecting him to run into the uh, Harley Davidson's and knock them over and then go, <laughs> and then the bikers come out and beat him up. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, he goes so, chasing off after yeah. the man on the bike. And, and then... There's... That's the part where there's a bit where he chases them through a tunnel and he comes uh-huh. out. And I swear to God, that is the Toontown tunnel. Eh, probably. If you, because I mean, it's a film in L.A. I'm sure yeah. it is, but just just throwing it out there, just to think, forty years early before the events of this film, fucking Jessica Rabbit came <laughs> flying out of bed and her panties got shown or whatever the fuck. Anyway, yeah. So um, then, uh, there's some hunters hunting. Yeah, stuff. hunters get involved. Yeah. Uh, and they shoot a green screen. Flying oh, the Falcon ship, pod, yeah. thermal pod from the alien, the black electroid ship comes yeah. down. Yeah. And they shoot it, and it flies off, and they're like, oh, let's go, let's chase it, and I that scene's like we're over. we're reconstructing a crime that happened. We're like, yeah, that thing happened. I think that, you know, that's right, and that did go over there, and this happened. Yeah. So then, the, I forget why, but the aliens turn around. They land, right? No, no, the, the, the we're back to Buckaroo's chase. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The aliens in the van turn around, and while they're driving back knock Buckaroo off, like, hit his bike and knock him off the path. Uh, and then that's done. I think I was taking notes on that part. Yeah. yeah, all I know is the next part. And then it's nighttime. Yeah. yeah it's, it's nighttime. And the hunters are standing under a tree like, being like, oh, it's up there. I think it's up there. Don't, don't poke it with a stick. I'm gonna poke it with a stick. Is, is it the ship that's in the tree? Or is it just one of the guys? Yeah, it's the ship. Okay. So then the ship, the big ball-shaped thing falls down out of the tree. Yeah. The top opens up. And a Jamaican man climbs out of it. Um, <laughs> he climbs up, out, falls over and dies, turns into an alien. And while all this is happening, there's some police sirens, even though... Yeah, just, yeah. just in the distance. I, I rewatched this twice to make up. sure I didn't miss anything. But no, it, this again, this is where like the, the logic starts really starts to break down in this mm-hmm. movie as to what's going on. But so yeah. it's nighttime. Still, and Buckaroos pulls out this really like fancy looking tiny walkie talkie mm-hmm. and is like, Hey guys, it's it's Buckaroo. Oh, send out the beacon or something. And oh, he's, and, he's like, This is when he asked them to bring in the uh, yeah, he's blazer like, regulars. Yeah, I'm turning on my homing signal. Yeah, uh, also get... two minute intervals and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so they're like, Send out uh, call for the blue blaze 
Irregulars. Irregulars. Yeah. Which turns out to be a black dude and his son. <laughs> like, th- like mean... they made the scene like, oh, Buckaroo's in ha- danger. He needs our help. And I thought there were going to be a bunch of people that come out to help Buckaroo. Nope. It's a black dude and his son. So the Blue Blaze Irregulars are supposed to be a civilian force. They're essentially fans who help out the Cavaliers whenever yeah. they're any- any- anything's in trouble. Uh, he also sounds out the calls to, was it the Rug Suckers? Which are a bunch of people who... Like they they have all these different civilian fan bases who help out in different ways. I think the Rud Suckers. Oh, there's like the Radar Scopers, which check out like like kind of alert the Cavaliers to bad things happening. Yeah. There's the Rug Suckers that do something else. But the end, yeah, the Blue Blazer regulars who will who will actually show up with guns to help out the Cavaliers sometimes. Yeah, and I I think it's supposed to be suggested that these just send out a general broadcast, but it's just this black guy and his son are the first first and only people to yeah. answer the call. Yeah, uh, so. Um, so the black kid runs outside and he's like, Dad, Buckaroo needs help! And he's like, okay! And that scene's done. Uh, <laughs> and, and then there's a cop yeah, helping, well, well, not helping, having the two hunters clean up the dead alien body, like carrying it. Like, where the fuck are the rest of these cops? Why is he having the hunters do police why work? Why is not free? Yeah, why is this just, just yeah, I, I thought the the cop does not turn out to be an alien or anything, right? He's just no, a normal he's just dude, a, but for yeah, some he's reason he's just cop. acting like really weird. Yeah. Uh, okay. Again, there's it seems like there's almost like deleted scenes or something that would explain yeah. some of this stuff. But then the uh, the the bad the bad aliens that Buckaroo was chasing show up and are like, oh, we're from the whatever business. Did they say Yo-Yo Dine? Yeah, we're yeah. from Yo-Yo Dine. This belongs to us. And the cops like, oh, wait a minute, guys, I got people coming. Don't judge nothing. Um. Uh, and Buckaroo sneaks into the back of the van where the, the professor is being held in a, some box. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Buckaroo zaps him while trying to help him out. Well, he tries to lift him out of the crate, but accidentally zaps him. Yeah. And that's when he realizes he's charged with electricity and that, like, m- like he's got some kind of formula in his brain. that like Yeah, the, he's like, I've it, got a formula in my brain. I wrote it. Does this antidote on my hand be anything? And he's like, go start working on the antidote. Go, take that bike and get out of here. And the, the professor's like, hey, Buckaroo, I need that antidote. So Buckaroo licks his I hand. Love, for all his smarties, I love this guy. <laughs> he yeah. licks his hand and then just slaps the, the professor's forehead. And it is now emblazoned I, on the professor's forehead. Because that's how ink works. <laughs> and also, in like the scene where Buckaroo's talking on his walkie-talkie, he's sweaty as fuck. Fuck, so that ink would have gone away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Did maybe, he need to learn his hand? Maybe he has a pen with very... It's, he designed it himself with, like, skin-transferring ink stuff or something like that. He had the foresight. That's like James yeah. Bond or something like that, but yeah. So um, we're, we're, we go to Buckaroo's... Um, oh, and while all that is happening, at some point, we see another black Jamaican so alien with a pink box sneak off of the giant ball ship. So there's something. Well, well, so the bad aliens are trying to break into the good alien ship. Yeah, and you find out which is not clear. There's at all. a duplicate copy of the Jamaican guy in the ship who's still alive, and he actually reports to the good guys like. Uh, he's John, whatever his name is. The other John, he fell and slipped well, well, on his head. Yeah, and no... there's a really quick scene where the, the the Buckaroos group goes to the bunkhouse, but the girl's not allowed in there because the bunkhouse is off limits or whatever. Yeah. But they're at his palatial at, estate. At the Bonsai Institute, uh, yeah. Yeah, and the aliens are, like, hitting... The bad guys are hitting the pod with, like, crowbars and stuff to try to break it open. And there's another alien sign that says, John Paluk is dead. He fell on his head. 
Which, assuming that's the I first would, Jamaican alien who yeah, came out. I will yeah. now self-destruct. But I think there's there must be three because there's the guy that self-destructs well, yeah, the strip. Does he one, self-destruct? But he doesn't yeah. kill any of the bad guys, though. No, no. Okay. One that fell on his head and is now dead. Okay. And the one with the pink box that sneaks away. So there oh, must have been yeah, three. Okay. Again, but it almost seems like there's and I and I thought the guy inside just it's just black guys with rosters. I just assume they were all the same. Yeah. Because because well, you're it's a, just white a white guy. guy but, well, they are it. dressed all. They have the silver yeah. jacket. They're still dressed in the same outfits and everything. I thought they were supposed to be the same guy. Um. But yeah, okay, that makes sense. There must have been three of them. The other, yeah, okay. Um, so what the fuck is going on in this movie? At <laughs> the point where uh, one of the a- other aliens uh, catches Bucker- Buckaroo Bonsai like looking at them through a tree and is like, Buckaroo Bonsai! And Buckaroo Bonsai kicks him in the nuts and takes off running. And I like it. They're chasing him. And I like that at one point Christopher Lloyd alien just goes, Hustle up! <laughs> like that's, that's not something you expect an alien to say. I don't know why that tickled me so much, but just the, the image of an alien with the full makeup and everything <laughs> in a suit chasing this guy going, Hustle up! <laughs> this is there's, fucking weird and funny to me. Some of the stuff with the aliens towards the end of this movie is kind of one of the few saving graces of this movie, but yeah. And um, then all of a sudden, um, I think the thing explodes. The this thing I kind of stopped taking notes because yeah, things get kludgy enough. Uh, and I was like, uh, they also knock out the uh, the cop and the hunters, and that's all dealt with. But yeah, um, but everything in this. But all of a sudden, there's a truck chasing Buckaroo Bonsai being driven by an alien that came out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to be one of the three aliens. It and makes then, sense it would be, but like, yeah, I don't. Mm. But then all of a sudden, uh, there's a ladder, and Bucker grabs it, and oh, yeah. it's flown away by a helicopter by the the black dude and his son. Yeah, they just happen to own a helicopter, picked him up, and they fl- they fly him back to the institute directly. Yeah. yeah. So then we get uh, the gate of the palatial Bucker Bonsai Estate, and there's a guy on a horse. Behind the gate, I don't know it's why. One of the guards, I guess. Yeah. yeah, but that's the only time you see that horse. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no other horse in the movie. Why did this? Why was it? Why a horse? <laughs> that cost you, money to rent. Sometimes you have to like deliver. You know, like it's it's the it's it's also it doubles as a Pony Express stop. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But they, yeah. the professor gets well, back these, on. I the... mean, they are all Wild West themed Cavaliers. Maybe they actually do have a little stable on yeah. the premises. Yeah. The professor gets back on the motorcycle and goes inside, um, and. His group is quote unquote hacking into. Um, the... To be fair, this the this one the, must be one of the early cinematic depictions of of somebody hacking to, into a, like using the internet to hack into a computer yeah. database somewhere else to, into the outside whatever, of like war whatever, games the country, or whatever the company is that Yo Yo Dine Yo Yo Dine. Yeah, yeah, because Buckaroo has, when he raided them earlier, aside from uh, sending out the alert for the um, uh, Blue Blazer regulars and stuff, he also said, hey, I need you guys to research. Yeah. Uh, Yo-Yo Dine. Yeah, yeah, Yo-Yo Dine, just see what the hell's going on with them. I'll make it back myself somehow. So, so, yeah. so, so Because they're going to come out and help him, but he says, like, don't worry about it. Just go. You need yeah. to do research about this company. That's and then the Jamaican guy in the shiny silver jacket There's rolls up to the gate. There's a lot of business about him trying to get into the institute. Yeah, he, yeah. he, held, he holds up a pink box and he's like, I need to see... Uh, Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah. And the guy takes the pink box and is like, no way, she's the wizard, not nobody, not know how. And goes <laughs> exactly. away. Does he take the box, though? Yeah, he takes the box. Okay, yeah. Uh, and, but he's like, he... a lot of people want to see Buckaroo Banzai. Everyone needs his help. Everybody yeah. wants to see him, which is just two people sleeping on the hood of their car. <laughs> That's all the people that need to see Buckaroo. Oh. Uh, so. Uh, but then the aliens do show up. 
Do they try well, to talk yet. to the cops? They, they find out that a bunch of of dudes applied to social security oh, you, all they at go the back same inside time when they're, yeah researching the and records they're, they're of the OU all died. named john for yeah. whatever reason and they all showed up on november 1st 1938 and, and, claiming social security and numbers and there's this scene with fucking goldblum being like why is that date so familiar blah 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 oh what's what happened oh, the day before that halloween 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 of course halloween 1938 the war of the worlds the war of the world the war of the worlds uh, 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 it's, 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 it's all the war of the worlds what if the war of the worlds wasn't actually a hoax what if it was actually a real thing that happened what if that was a thing the you know, most Jeff Goldblum I've ever seen Jeff, it's Jeff pretty Goldblum good. be yeah it's a classic so what if show what real if, moment Bill, for, yeah. the war of the worlds was a real thing and was just pretended to be a hoax by who by Orson Welles. You mean the wine guy? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> the fine I'd like, vineyards. I'd like to think that they... That, the that, fine that, French you, wine. That fucking drunk wine guy? <laughs> <laughs> the peas. Yeah, um... So... So then... Uh, yeah, but they do kind of do research and they realize yeah, everyone's named John, but yeah, I don't think they figure out anything more other than that, but it's, it's nah. just... Although, you do love some of the names like John Smallberries. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, yeah well, there's some yeah. great names floating uh-huh. around in there. I love that all the Johns, no matter what, uh, if they're good aliens or bad aliens, they're all named John. Yeah. Which even the, even the good aliens yeah, have that never was been to Earth to before yeah. were all named John. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the aliens show up, the bad guys, and jump over the wall... So yeah, in the most like the, fucking bionic yeah. man possible. Um, <laughs> this movie, the aliens have powers except for when they don't need powers, exactly, except yeah. for when they do need powers. And then the alien, really the good guy alien, sees the bad guy aliens do that, and he kind of goes, "Oh, that's right. I yeah, guess I have I special jumping too. powers too." So yeah. he jumps over the same wall, and. It gets tackled immediately by security. The, like, se- like security was like, oh, look at those. Oh, they're white. He's oh, the black guy. And tackled like 30 seconds later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And these guys are dressed like little kids from the 1950s, like playing um, cowboys and Indians. Again, I'm assuming this made sense to the director or writer somehow. But yeah, to the audience, you're just like, I, whatever. Okay, yeah. This movie makes about as much sense as a, Ma- a Madonna video. Yeah, so then Buckaroo Hanzai gets back, and he's got a lollipop for whatever reason. He's just, like, licking and sucking I don't think on. I even noticed that. Yeah. Uh, and they come down, and they're like, oh, War of the Worlds was real. Uh, but but then uh, Orson Welles was hypnotized to make it seem like, uh, 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 like, it, like it was a hoax. And they're like, oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and so they're like, hey, Buckaroo, come on up. This alien dropped off this thing. Here, put this bubble wrap over your eyes and watch this holographic video. Okay, so this video. is the stuff that is inside the pink box. Yeah. So this is the security guys dropping it off even before the... the... So they've captured the guy. But yeah. then they bring his pink box stuff in to show yeah. Buckaroo. Okay, yeah. yeah. Which if you think you're, if you're suspicious enough the guy to capture him you think you wouldn't want like his his yeah. potentially these, like explosive pink box anywhere near Buckaroo. These bubble wraps... <laughs> glasses that they're wearing are dumb because they obviously some prop maker five minutes before they shot the scene just took a bunch of bubble wrap kind of like cut out vague <laughs> not even eyeglass yeah, the eye holes are way too wide apart yeah they're not where eye holes half the actors be. obviously can't even see through them because they're so poorly made at the last minute yeah. so then there's a jamaican lady you get? i love the idea it's the super fucking crazy scientific institute that has just like broken the eighth barrier into the eighth dimension but for some reason they need bubble wrap glass i do yeah. like what they're going for here uh, where it's so but stupid. then there's a, a yeah. black Jamaican lady, and she's basically like, 
Hey yo. Yeah, she comes uh, in as she's the message that's being you, beamed in through the you box. You guys let Zod out. Yeah. So uh, and the whole backstory really is he's an asshole in an well, other she alien says world. He, he was too good he, for well, death. Yeah. He she says he's literally our Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and that, yeah, death is too good for him, so we put him into the Forbidden Zone. But so if you guys don't catch him, we're gonna blow up your whole planet. Not that even, seems a bit harsh. Not even that they're gonna blow it up, but that they're gonna launch an attack on Russia. That's gonna make the Russians think that it's the United States attack, and it's gonna start World yeah. War Three. And new, and they're gonna trick the world into blowing itself up, essentially. Which yeah. is the dumbest plan I've ever heard. Hey, it's it's, it's they it's have the ability maximum to blow effect with up. the least amount of effort. I could see from their perspective. Well, hey, why not? Um. <laughs> so, our, literally, so our it's Buckaroo back in Buckaroo's room. Oh man! And Penny is freaking out in the bathroom for some reason. Like, why do you have a picture of me? Blah, she blah, disappears. Blah. Her he- why? Why? I guess that kind of makes sense if she recognized the I photo. Guess. And then, and then Buckaroo's like, "You had it's unfortunate. It's the only scene she has in the movie that's between her introduction and like her being rescued at the end is her just like freaking out. Yeah, right Buckaroo Bonsai is like, "You had an identical twin sister. She's gone now. She was my l- wife." And I, I, I find it kind of creepy that Buckaroo wants to bone down on this girl so hard. Yeah. And the only reason behind it is because she looks like his dead wife. She's emotionally devastated enough as it is. It's a little. She bit tried of, to kill a, herself at their at their fucking. And he's not addressing the fact that she's suicidal or anything yeah. like that. She's just like, like this chick is crazy as hell, but she looks like my dead ex wife. She so needs to be I'm committed somewhere. Her. Something needs to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just like take her back to your scientific institute, lock her in a room, and just like forget about her for days on end. Yeah. Oh. So so, the aliens like people start chasing the aliens inside the compound. And somebody shoots an alien, and, it, like, the bullet works. Why do you need to blow up the whole planet when the bullet works? Yeah. They can obviously, like, beam into places, like, not beam in, but, like, get radio reports and stuff. They should be able to find John Lithgow. Yeah. They're these smart beings. No science. And they they, they they would only know there's only two or three of them out there, so all I have to do there's is track points, those two or three. And there's just... points where they're listening to Buckaroo talk to, at the end of the movie, they they listen to Buckaroo talk to the girl. Yeah. So why can't they just do that with Lithgow? Why can't they find Lithgow that way? Eh, that's a good it point, no too. Sense. They can try and get Lithgow. Yeah, um, okay. But, like, the professor runs away from the aliens, and he he runs deeper into the, the base where nobody is. Why didn't he run to where the people are? Yeah. Dumb, dumb professor. Hmm. Uh... And, yeah, and that's also, a good point, yeah. And now she's running around. Why is she running around? Why isn't she in Buckaroo's? And this is Buckaroo's own home base, and everyone, it's treated like this empty maze-like yeah, thing that's kind of scary. Oh, yeah, shit. locked doors and... But he, it's not the, the professor most inviting compound. It. He runs yeah. up to this this gate, and it's this like... This is what happened to all the kids like, at Neverland Ranch. He's like, oh, take the... the Whatever the fuck it is. I don't remember. The MacGuffin. Take the MacGuffin. Oscillator overthruster, yeah. yeah. The overthruster. Which I'm just going to call the MacGuffin. Yeah. Because it's the MacGuffin of the movie. He slides it to her and she's like, I'll put it in my purse. Through a fence. Yeah. So, yeah, they, the aliens capture the professor, but they can't quite get to her just yet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, they don't capture the professor. Don't um, they? No, because uh, they're about to, but then Buckaroo, like, shows up and shoots it. The okay. Christopher Lloyd alien, and he runs Okay, off. that's what it is. Yeah, okay. Um, again, but yeah. she bumps into uh, a ghost, um, uh, alien, and he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" And I guess that means he's got a bunch of goo coming out of his shirt, which means he got shot. Oh, that's right. Oh, Vincent Schiavelli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah. He he. That took from all the kidnaps her. Alien. What the fuck? Are you I was like, <laughs> oh, from ghost. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But he kidnaps her. Um. So. 
with her fine ass dress with the butt hanging out. Yeah, which is you see her like tying it. I don't know what. That's One thing I noticed, I, I didn't know if she was just like there was like like a like a flesh thing on the butt, but no, it's just like slit all the way up to the waist. Yeah, and it just kind of tied off at the butt, so like her butt really literally isn't it's hanging out. But. Really, it's like they wanted to give her the sexiest outfit possible, but they never. Like show it off. What's really? Cool. Yeah, well, like explain how she got in there because she's dressed... well, not even explain how. Like they're like, oh, this will be some nice eye candy, but they never. Yeah, it's make it's... her into eye candy, so it feels like why not just have her dress normal? Yeah, because it's not like I mean, also she's never put in a situation where she's not like being menaced. Yeah, or anything. So it's like it's not. Uh, yeah, Poodang. Uh, so, uh... oh no. Rawhide is dying. Yeah, Rawhide gets bit by a little bug spider. Did I guess the aliens shoot out of the I mouth? I guess or something. Yeah, because you see the aliens spit at people, and so Buckro can easily avoid it just by like jumping to the side, yeah. but everyone else gets hit. Yeah, Rawhide. Clancy they pull Brown. it off his back. And... Did they even show him actually getting hit, or did they just happen he, to? Ride? I don't think so. Because it seems like they just happen to turn a corner, and he's like, "Oh, Buckro, I got hit." Yeah. Oh, I can't feel my but legs, the, and the, then he dies. The good alien shows up, and they're like, "Hey, is there an antidote?" And he's like. Nah. Yeah. And then I it, I feel like they we're trying to make this scene emotional with like perfect like turning away and he's like yeah. I, I can't look and he's dying and the fucking Rawhide's like bleh. he's dead. <laughs> well, although I guess according to the book and to DVD uh, commentary extras that uh, it suggested that uh, he didn't quite die, but then they squ- quickly put him into suspended animation so they could find an antidote. Of course they did. Someday, just so just so we could come back for the sequel that'll never ever get made. But yeah. But then the black guy goes out to the window. Is like, hey, they're stealing my helicopter. Oh, that's don't right, leave your fucking keys in the helicopter. The black guy off. and his kid are there. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so and the they aliens get away in the, the chopper girl. with the girl. Yeah. Um Rawhide's so, dead. Rawhide dead. And then Buckaroo calls the president, who is obviously supposed to look like Orson Welles. Yeah. And is basically uh, played by the bad guy from Raiders of the Lost Ark, Tote, the weird guy, the child molester. The guy who shows up uh, at the bar and threatens Marion with the Yes. Oh no really? he He's dubbed over by someone else, but it's that actor, Ron wow, Lacey. I look a damn thing like him i he looked familiar enough i had to look it up and i was like oh it's that guy but yeah huh. he's dubbed by somebody else yeah um but, but yeah, the, the president is also his back is all fucked up so yeah, he's inside this like he's on a fucking invert machine. bed like yeah uh and then he buckaroo calls him and is like here's a bunch of crazy sounding bullshit <laughs> and explains some crazy like as crazy like <laughs> as crazy as we sound explaining this movie that's what buckaroo sounds like um, Does he transmit the message from the alien to to the president too? No, not Because the president later is freaking out about the fact that there's a woman named John, and I, I couldn't quite tell if he had somehow had access to I that. Don't know. I don't know. But but yeah, the Secretary of Defense is there with him yeah, too, right? Yeah. yeah. So the guy and, who had been overseeing uh, the Buckaroo's group earlier. Somebody's like, know? oh, if it wasn't Buckaroo, I'd say he sounded crazy, but it's Buckaroo, so of course we trust him. <laughs> Absolutely. Pardon positively. And then we got a scene with um Man, this the movie. girl and the aliens, they've got her kind of strapped up with a, a gag in her mouth and they're pouring honey on her arm. So I'm assuming this is back at the Yo Yo Dine Propulsion yeah. Systems 
home base, which is mo- where the rest of the movie takes place. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing the weird thing that, like, I, th- I thought it was kind of funny because I was like, well, if this is the worst thing they do to her, just pour, pour honey on her Well, arm. they do show a quick quick close-up of some ants, which I yeah. guess the implication is they're going to pour honey well, on her and Well, they show later the she's got a bunch either. of bites on her arm, yeah. like cartoon painted on with makeup yeah. bites on her arm, but yeah. Um, they're like, we're going to torture you till you find out where that thing is. And they're going through her purse. It's in her fucking purse. How did they not see it in her fucking purse? That, it's a big plot point that they don't find it, but that's where she put... Yeah, it's... What? It's right there. So where's she hiding? Like, they, like, pull out some, some lipstick and are like, oh, weird. Did they actually show it in her purse and they just don't recognize it? There's a point later where the Secretary of Defense reaches in her purse and pulls it out. Okay, so he knows what he's... Lo- uh, ah, movie <laughs> again, cult classic, but doesn't make any sense. No. It's like it's hard to it's hard to get emotionally invested even in a yeah. in a fun campy way when shit like this happens. Yeah, but the general or uh, the president's trying to figure out shit out, and is like um, stuff starts popping off, like lights start flashing or whatever, and there's red lights and, and stuff. the presidential yeah. fake asshole yeah. office. Whatever the fuck this is supposed <laughs> to be. There's a general because yeah. it looks like they're filming this on a broom closet. There's a general in there, and he gets down next to the president's like, "I'm a highly decorated enough medalist to take down an Xmas tree, and I'm scared. It's all I can do to hold back the fudge." <laughs> <laughs> I meant to write that down, but he said that I had to rewind to make sure I heard it correctly. Yeah. Again, there's a couple tips of phrases in this movie that are really eye-catching or eye-catching. It's, it's, it's taken a long time to get to this point, but I feel like from this point on is where I was entertained by the movie. Everything before this, aside from Jeff it's Goldblum, just set up, yeah. Jeff Goldblum's entertained, but everything else is like, uh, well, it's just, it, it's just uh, like a fucking, it's, it's all just hipster fashionable, just kind of like, eh, posture and stuff. This is where actual things happen. And actually this has more of the alien stuff with that. That's the funniest stuff in the movie too. Like just even, uh, the yo-yo dines fucking, uh, when they're being attacked, like even the, the warnings on the, yeah. on the PA in the background, t- like, cause the warnings are in the background here, like, uh, uh, the monkey boys are out, uh, yeah. we need to, you know, all that kind of shit. It's fucking hilarious, but, so, you know. So, so, Buckaroo Banzai's going off to save her at Yo-Yo Dine. Um, yeah. Oh, don't, don't, don't they say that, like, he has to, they're gonna kill the girl, they're gonna kill Penny yeah, Pretty, unless, unless he, brings... he shows up with the jet car and, yeah. the, and the oscillator yeah, and they'll and... trade... And he yeah, better so he show up alone. Off. Yeah. Um. So he goes off to save her. Uh. And meanwhile, she's being escorted down to the basement. And they yeah, walk into Lizardo's like, like take her to the pits. Yeah. They walk her down there, and all of a sudden, a little person comes out of nowhere yeah. and starts grabbing her too. Uh huh. And the ghost guy is like, "Oh, I'm sick of you!" And it looks like he's gonna drown her, but he doesn't. Yeah. And that scene's over. It weird. Again, yeah, like it's, it's something like, they came up with on set, like just kind of like, "Oh, this will be a funny gag," but it's just like, what? Yeah. And also, you never see that little person in an alien makeup. I think that's a huge missed opportunity. Oh man. And why is there? I mean, so I guess aliens have little people too. Or is that a child? I was about to say it could be a child. Yeah. It's a really horny child. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it would have been great to see, like, there, there could have been people of all body types and, like, fucked up yeah. makeup and shit like that. That would have been uh, great, but yeah. So then there's another quick scene with the president where he's, like, getting out a, oh, we might have to sign this declaration of war, the quick version. <laughs> the, the short form. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, why? Which is like, trying to go for, like, this Kubrickian kind of, like, Dr. Strangelove joke about the short I form. Yes, like, and, and, and to attack... 
Russia, I guess, before they before the aliens attack that's what, that's Russia. That's what I was saying. Like, did he did he know that like there's incredibly... a chance that did, yeah. is he aware of what the aliens' plan is? Yeah, like, is that why watch... he's thinking about it? Whether or not they're gonna have to yeah. attack? Because uh, they watch the, the the Jamaican lady video that they all watch. But okay, yeah. Um, so was their plan? They were gonna declare war on Russia, attack Russia, and then the aliens attack Russia, and then the Russia attack. Russia? I don't think what the, the fuck? I don't think the makers of the film even thought that far just because it wasn't some kind of like cool, i feel like they thing. were i think i feel it's like just... they were trying to make the situation seem more dire outside of anything that kind of like jokingly puts bond like bucker bonsai up on a huge pedestal i don't think i really thought through anything in this movie it's 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 yeah, yeah. so then we get a scene of john lithgow giving a quote-unquote inspirational speech to the other aliens and but it's also weird because these are the red aliens, yeah. and there's the black aliens, and he does. He's like, "Oh, we're gonna get those blacks." I'm like, Ugh. which is a little. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. doesn't sound right, it's guys. It's already bad enough that the black electroids are just played by black people too. Yeah. So it's a, even extra little like. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least they were the good guys. A little, sh- little color tug. Yeah. I know exactly, but still, it's uh, a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he finishes it up like, "Where are we going?" And everybody's like, <laughs> "Planet Ten. When are we going?" Real sometime soon, soon. Yeah. not real like, soon sometime yeah and soon. i like how like everyone's just like not very enthusiastic they're just like yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. and like, like he's giving the speech and there's like quick shots of like aliens just well, lounging around obviously not everyone's hanging out this dilapidated killing. like tire factory it's supposed to be the yo-yo died propulsion thing you think it's a height it would be a high-tech lab but no it's like this dirty wet nasty fucking forgotten fucking factory yeah it's and there's and like, like there's like 12 aliens yeah. in there they're all just kind of like hanging out like mm-hmm. eating chips and not doing anything yeah and like these, um, i'm supposed to be these guys are supposed to be a threat right like these are they, i guess it's part of the joke because even when the good guys show up they're all just kind of like Meh. yeah yeah but the red the black aliens are afraid of the red aliens even though they're obviously inferior yeah and dumb they can, like, they're just, like, hand They're not ways. a threat at all. I don't know if maybe because they've just escaped that they're, like, indulging in human shit, so that's why they're just hanging out eating potato chips they and not, like, really doing anything. They didn't just escape, though, because they've been around since the War well, of the Worlds right. these, broadcast. Well, that's why these guys have been around for 50 years. And, they, and right, yet yeah. they still act like they're new to the world, and they're like, oh, like... What when, is this thing? Yeah, like, no one when can... they were going through her purse, they're like, what? Lipstick? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Despite uh, the fact that they've been around on planet Earth longer than, in, than Buckaroo Banzai or any of the other characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's a good point. Actually. But Buckaroo yeah. comes in and they're like, "Oh, he doesn't have the overthruster in his car." Uh, so they, there's like, take him to the zappy room. Yeah. So they strap. It's, it's like the zap tower or yeah. something like that. They take Buckaroo in and strap him in and torture him with electricity. Yeah. Um, zap, zap, zap. Uh, and I was wondering, like, Buckaroo's group has to quote unquote sneak into this factory, and. If everybody just trusts Buckaroo in, like, absolutely, why don't they just send the fucking army in to wipe out these absolutely dumb aliens and... You know what? A couple of armed cops could have taken all these guys out. Yeah. You didn't even need the army, but yeah. But, like, okay, I, I guess we'll just send in Buckaroo's band... Of neurosurgeons. Which I guess they've fought things like this in the past, so I guess they're used to wiping but the, out. And but... the Secretary of Defense is with them for whatever reason. I'm like, I'll handle this. And goes in with the geek guards. And I'm like, oh, I was in charge here. Blah, blah, blah. And what's your name? John Yaya. What's yours? John Smallberries. Uh... Oh, John Smallberries. That just... I mean... <laughs> 
fucking dumb. They're they're, oh, they're walking God. through the plant and like there's this children's like carousel looking thing, little t- small toy, and it's like obvious trap is obvious, and they're yeah. like, don't touch it, it could be a bomb. And he's like, oh, it's fine, it's just a kid's toy. And and the alien <laughs> drops on top of him, which yeah. is quickly dispatched. Um, so there's a point where they're like sneaking and doing tactical rolls through this warehouse to avoid yeah. the aliens, and the good alien runs like the biggest dweeb. Oh my I think I gosh! Must have been taking notes, he like yeah. has his hands up and is like doing this long like lurching <laughs> run. Yeah, like a lope. Yeah, not even like a run, no. but like uh, yeah. like running like Frankenstein. It's fucking dumb I didn't even as notice. shit! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, and why did they bring a little kid with them? He's got a well. He, he has a gun later. He's one He's of the blue regulars. Gun, He's part yeah. of the team. That's why I appreciate that. Age means nothing to these guys. Let's say fine. You're 12 years old. You're not armed. Come. Can with you us. pull a trigger? Okay, yeah, come on. Let's do it. You're part of the team. Because <laughs> it, it's not like even the kid's father is there. It's just no, him, right? I think he's there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he's there. Because the kid's dad is walking with him at the end of the movie, which yeah. suggests he's part of the team. But then yeah. one of the guys watch beeps and uh, oh, yeah, and alerts and everyone. The, yeah, and that's yeah. The guy runs the, over and the, yeah. turns on an alarm. And they start shooting. Is this the scene? Well, no, because <laughs> Lithgow is still torturing Buckaroo, but yeah. there was a scene where uh, he's like, massacre them without the quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and but it, it, I, for, I think it's the alarm or some or Lithgow gets on the overhead or something. But somebody at some point says, there are monkey boys in the facility. <laughs> That's what I was talking about at the PA, yeah. I love that they carry over that shit even to that, uh, to the alarms and everything. And, and all the while, the Secretary of Defense is, quote-unquote, sneaking around. Mm-hmm. Um, but he goes up to a door, which you mentioned earlier, that says, nobody comes in here secret. <laughs> but uh, secret. nobody is spelled with a U. <laughs> comes is spelled C-U-M-Z. And secret is spelled S E. K R I T. <laughs> and it's never explained. It's never even. Called. Attention is not so, even called to the fact I that. I guess yeah. these guys are fucking dumb as dirt, obviously. They can't yeah. even spell. But they can make a, a spaceship that's capable of flight yeah. and all this shit. Like. They can almost what break the into the hell? eighth dimension. But that's the funny thing. It's like weird misspelled shit even happens at, at the fucking Buckaroo testing thing, even earlier in the movie. So I don't know if that's just some kind of joke that the filmmakers like to throw in that like the smartest people can also be total idiots or something. Yeah, I kind of like. So, I kind. I like. I do like that. It's thrown in for no explanation. It just kind of adds an extra dipshit vibe to the movie, even though so, it's never explained. So but Buckaroo yeah. Bonza or not Buckaroo Goldblum is walking around, and they all have like football. Grease underneath their eyes. For yeah, some one reason. guy's got like ziggy zaggy. Like yeah. it's almost like they started doing the football grease thing. I guess it's almost like. Well, you think it would be supposed to be camo because that's the only reason <laughs> the football players use that is to keep the sun out of yeah. their eyes when they're playing football. But for some reason, yeah, the Cavaliers have like gone artistic with yeah. it because I think Goldblum's the only one who put it on proper. Everyone else is like drawn shit on their faces, and and, and yeah. this is something that's been happening throughout. But people hold revolvers like idiots in this like they don't hold it by the 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 handle they're like holding it i don't even know how to like they're palming it and they're really weird and they're holding almost like a like a star wars action figure rather than like Uh, to how you hold the gun with like one finger like if something gets to jump on you you're fucked because you're not holding a gun correctly yeah they're holding like they're like they have paws instead of hands or something Yeah. yeah Oh, um, Goldblum fly- finds Buckaroo and gives him a gun. But not after, not after, not before though. Uh, uh, Warfin threatens him with, sealed with a curse as sharp as a knife, doomed is your soul and damned is your life. 
that's a pretty good threat. If you're gonna fuck with someone that you're torturing, mm. that's a good thing to say. Hey, fuck you. But yeah, then yeah. I guess he runs away when the alarm is called, and so that's how Goldblum's able to sneak in there and let. Uh... Well, even then, I think uh, Buckaroo's already halfway. Like he's already undone. Is like yeah, he's own restraints somehow. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's gotten out and left already. That yeah, was so such a forgettable scene that happened so quickly. Yeah, that I forgot it's just like okay, it. way to like leech any attention from the scene. And fucking what's her name is still being tortured downstairs, well, yeah, right? The, so the secretary follows Christopher Lloyd, big booty, uh, <laughs> big booty, big booty. Uh, he's like, <laughs> hey, life becomes a point. Hey, uh, where's my? What does he want? Oh, um, because it turns out the government has since has long since contracted Yo Yo Diner to build some kind of like defense. Is it a ship or something? Some tank or a bomber? A tank, a bomber. A bomber that's he's what like, it is. hey, where's my bomber? And big so he's booty only, walks away. He seems to have shown up not because he's worried about these aliens blowing yeah. up the world. He just he wants, wants to make bomber. sure that they're working. For some reason, he's chosen this hour, this day of this week to show up and start. Despite the fact that he was with the president when Buckaroo called up and said, hey, these yo-yo dying guys are going to blow up the world. Yeah. He shows up and he's just complaining about the fact the government doesn't yeah. have gotten their bomber yet. Which So he okay. follows Christopher Lloyd into, and I I don't know why Christopher Lloyd just pieces out and yeah, walks away it's... from him. But he walks into the room where Penny is being tortured. And but does she's... He, he, she's strapped to like this makeshift table. She's kind of laid out spread eagle too, yeah. in kind of a weird way. Yeah. Uh, and he's he doesn't he doesn't bat an eye at no. That. He's just he even says like what you do with your private life is none of my business. Yeah. I just want my bomber. Um. <sighs> this makes the so... forbidden zone. <laughs> Kind of more look pretty relatively straightforward. Um, um, so well, is this let's a... see. So what happens here? Um, somehow, get away from that car! I'll drink your blood. Is <laughs> something the Junior Blue Blazers kid says yeah, later. Yeah, that's later. But no, yeah, exactly. but Christopher Lloyd's like he tells the secretary at like some, fuck off or something. At some point, Chris... Monkey Boy. Well, at some point, all in the middle of this, John Lithgow. Did decides to finally check out that he's going to get in the ship and leave for no particular reason. We'll get there. We'll get there. Right now I'm trying to f- remember how to... But that's what how, I'm saying. But like in terms of like... Yeah. How, at any way, at any point, the Secretary of Defense reaches into her purse and takes out the MacGuffin. Yeah. And takes it. Um, And I think that's it. You kind of want... You see him later when he runs into the kid later towards the very end of the film. But he like nothing really happens to him. Yeah. He just kind of sees that what's-her-face is being tortured. He, just, he does nothing to save her. And then yeah, he kind of wanders away. Yeah, they put like away. a slug on a slow little platform. And you think that's going to be a threatening thing, but then Buckaroo shows up but later then the and just picks it up showed, and throws yeah. it off. <laughs> and, like, so her Jeff whole Goldblum's big tech... Like, don't touch that, but he just grabs well, it and throws that's it. That's pretty much how all that gets resolved. And then then, then Buckaroo just chases Lithgow yeah. onto the uh, ship. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, him and the black alien uh, sneak, quote-unquote, onto the ship. Um, so the aliens have either built or stolen a duplicate? Well, yeah, no, the Lithgow had built his own overthruster, yeah. which... Which no is, one seems to be no one very confident in, yeah, yeah, especially uh, Doc Brown. Yeah, well, Doc Brown, they're, like, <laughs> they're like hooking it in, and um, he... Uh, big bootay is like, oh, your thrust is not gonna work. It's 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 not good enough. It's, a piece it's not of gonna shit. work. Yeah, and, he says almost just yeah. And uh, uh, Lithgow turns it on and says, "Shut up, big booty! <laughs> You're a coward. You're the weakest individual I ever know." <laughs> and and Christopher Lloyd just like 
brings his hand back. He really gives a behind really hardcore and, middle finger. Just the biggest punch of a middle finger I've ever seen. And it's, I don't think it's necessarily that same scene, but like right after that is followed up. Like uh, he lift or uh, uh, Doc Brown says, "Hey, no, it's Big Bootay," and that's when the well, guy well, turns we'll get that. We'll that's when they're first taking off. Um, yeah. Um, so so there's the point where uh, the see all this secretary of yeah. secretary defense is starting to get on the car, and that's when the the kid comes out and oh, like, that's get away from steal. that car. He's or gonna I'll s- drink your blood. <laughs> that's a great threat for a little kid who's got yeah. like, a fucking rifle. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, that rifle probably doesn't even work. And the kid goes, pow, bang, shoots yeah. It's like, oh shit, well, I'm uh, just, I guess I'm sitting down. Yeah. So then the alien ship again, and Christopher Lloyd's like, it's not gonna work. You're overthruster as shit. He's like, one more word out of you, big booty, and I, and it's over. And he's like, big booty, tay, it's big booty, and he shoots him. <laughs> and also, big booty and the other aliens are not like strapped into seatbelts, but they're hanging from their arms or from the ceiling with like furs and shit. Meaty, on meaty jackets. Yeah, and it's just like okay, and it's and and fucking. Worf and John Lithgow, he's sitting like in a wicker chair. Yeah. <laughs> That's like his command's chair. So it's... so they, they're they launching at a wall, which they're hoping to It's essentially the same through. experiment he did yeah. like back in 1938 but on a larger just, scale. They just crash through the wall. Because I guess his overthruster doesn't work after all. Yeah. Um, which, if they're flying up in the outer space, I feel like the good aliens could just shoot that ship and that blow point, it up. At that point, because if they have the alien, they instead know of where like, just is, firing the gun at, they're, they're, at Russia, just fire yeah, it at the because ship. Because the bad guys want to go into the 8th dimension to get yeah. all the soldiers out of there to take well, over, we forgot, go back to Planet 10 and take over Planet yeah, 10. Yeah, their big threat is that, like, uh, um, Bonsai needs to stop the aliens before sundown. It's just, yeah. like, 20 minutes until sundown, so he needs to stop the aliens within the next, like, 10 minutes or you know, uh, shit's going to go down. Um, and the aliens are all watching all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. and and Buckaroo Banzai and the John, the good alien, are in I guess an escape pod or a small I guess ship? so. Well, I guess it's kind of insinuated. It's kind of the same little, like little Falcon mini ship yeah. that like you first landed on. Although you see it later, and it's kind of like this big, kind of like a little looks like a seashell thing. I don't yeah. know. It's it's weird. But, yeah, they they. For, oh no, well, Lithgow. He says he wants. He realizes that they're in the ship. How and does so he, he do says, that? He says, "Oh, we need to get rid of some dead weight." He pulls a lever, and then their little mini ship falls yeah, out. Yeah, and he says, "So long, Banzai." Yeah. How the fuck did he know they were in there? Uh, yeah, exactly. And so the mini ship falls out, and this so. Bonsai, there just happens to be a laser on the ship. Well, now they know. Now that they're in a ship and they fly, and they figure out how to fly it. Yeah, you flying. drive it like a truck. Yeah. what's a truck? And and Bucker's like, "Oh, what's this?" And pulls a button, and it's a laser gun. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh, John, now you drive the ship." And he's like, "I don't. I'm not a pilot. I'm an accountant or something like yeah, that." Yeah, something. Like, yeah. Um, which why did they not send a soldier to do <laughs> exactly, this? Yeah. Uh, um, but they get chased. And the big climactic battle. He aims the gun at the bad guy's ship, which is huge, and goes pew. And the and it, whole thing, oh, it explodes the whole like thing six explodes. times. Like this big wet explosion. Like, that's <laughs> all it took was one laser <laughs> across and the back of it. Just not to, like ejected his ship, and they should have known that like the escape craft that they built into this thing had a gun on it. Like mm-hmm. yeah, like what's this is the worst Wrath of Khan <laughs> battle I've ever seen. And in now. A movie. Oh, Buckaroo Banza has a parachute. <laughs> I like you don't even see him jump out. No, it just cuts to him going. Is slowly floating down, <laughs> and also now John is an expert flyer because pilot because he starts doing loop the loops around John. He just and see, stuff. yeah, he's just flying around and loop the screen craft. Away. And he just flies. Yeah, the, the good aliens are sitting up there and they're like. Uh, cancel the war. And they're super tall high chairs, like, back on their ship, which, yeah, for some reason, their chairs are all 20 feet tall, even though they're, like, normal-sized people. 
Uh, it's it's yeah, that's yeah. cute. I love seeing the so the kid whose name the, is Scooter. Okay, uh, gives Buckaroo once he lands, he gives him back the MacGuffin and is like, "Here you well, go." Well, this is after the guy, the the Secretary of Defense is trying to get him to give up the gun for twenty. Like, he's like, "I'll give you a crisp twenty dollar bill if you give yeah. me that gun." And he's like, "Get the hell out of here!" Yeah. yeah, but then when Buckaroo, they're like, hey, "It's Buckaroo." The kid just grabs the twenty, puts it in his pocket. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh. Buckaroo's like, oh, where's the girl? Did we say? And they're like, oh, she's in there. And, oh, and he's, yeah. He's walking they into go back the trailer. To the institu- and they're like, it? she's on the second story. Oh, oh that's something. right. Because it's the um, bus that is also like, it's like a fucking TARDIS where yeah. it's like house sized yeah. on the inside. Yeah. Uh, and, but he's about he to go. Because he climbs the steps up to the second he's, floor. He's about to go in. And uh, Goldblum's like, I did all I could. And he's like, oh, this girl I barely know who looks like my ex-wife could be dead. I can't ever fuck my ex-wife's <laughs> clone pussy ever again. Yeah. So he he goes in there, and while he's going, he walks past their giant intelligence room. Well, it's not giant. Their intelligence room that's also in this bus. Yeah. And they're like, hey, the president wants to know if the alien threat is over and if we should bomb Russia. And he's like, yes to number one, no to number two, and continues on. And they're like, wait, which one was it? Uh... Which why? fire that guy? Yeah, yeah. Because it, it, it's not like he just gave the most like com- complicated instructions <laughs> ever. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, and at that point, I was like, "Why would you want to bomb Russia? What does that do good to anybody?" It's Ugh. the movie's last best joke. And then she dead. Yeah, she is dead. she actually dead? She dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, but he's like, oh, I loved her so much. This lady I've known for like. Probably 30 minutes total running time. It's been about a day and a half at the most, yeah. And then he gets, bends down and kisses her dead body. But <laughs> electricity through his lip. And then there's a quick little shot of the alien lady. She smiles. And, and then she, it. And She's then her, in her alien form, too. She just kind of yeah. turns to the camera and goes, yeah, that's the end of the movie, <laughs> and, yeah. and he's like, oh, you're, you're alive. And she's like, my dead wife is back. <laughs> and then she's like, you look awful, buckaroo. Which he responds, you don't exactly light up a party yourself, Penny Pity. And then she closes the blinds, and there's a, like a, a, a inserted head of one of the good aliens, and he says, so what? Big deal. What? <laughs> That's the last line of the movie. What? That's Why the does the alien... Movie. Bill, it's like insulting Bill. you for having even paid attention Bill, to this movie. Please, explain to me why this alien <laughs> says, so what? Big deal. Yeah. Just, why does he say that? It's just. It's, why? It's, no, why? It's like this movie is trying to antagonize anyone who paid four dollars to see this in the theaters <laughs> I went in nineteen eighty four. Turned on closed captioning to make sure I heard sure that the alien, <laughs> the alien said, "So what? Big deal." And Big deal about, what? Is he talking about Bonsai fucking his dead wife's sister? Is he talking about the whole plot of the film? Is he talking like, yeah, it's... And then, then, oh then my a, God, this a, movie. a big screen of watch for the next adventure of a buckaroo bonsai <laughs> against the world This is lady. right up there with the end of the fucking uh, Mac and me. And, we'll be back. And, and, and then, what the fuck are these credits? <laughs> 
It's us, Buckaroo Bonsai, and his why crew. This is the only part of this movie Walk, that ever gets remembered by anyone. Which I read. They hadn't composed the music for yet. So they walked to the beat of Girls Just Want to Have Fun on a boombox and then inserted the music later. This was good enough that Wes Anderson stole this whole thing with Jeff Goldblum for the end of The Life Aquatic, too. Oh my god. But it's great. You get to see everyone like dressed in their best and kind of strutting and stuff. Camera driving past Ellen Barkin (laughs) as she's walking there. Just like everybody's yeah. just uh, <laughs> smiling and like yeah, doing little yeah, turns. We're in this movie. Like, we filmed this scene. We're finally <laughs> done. Go home. Get done with this bullshit. <laughs> Peter Wells is like, man, I got a fitting for Robocop fucking Monday morning. I got to get done with shit and this go home to relax. movie bombed so hard. <laughs> oh, it, it, it fucking. It cost it, $17 million to make. It made 6.3. MGM, people who made this movie, exiled this movie to the fucking eighth the fucking mm-hmm. dimension to bomb that bad. Yeah, yeah holy shit. How, wait, what was the ratio? Se- it cost 17 million. It made 6.3. Oh. <laughs> 17 million. Hey, you could have made like a fucking Star Wars movie for that much. Yeah. Oh. And I don't know where that money went. Because that movie looks... Like, there's like three like, special so, so effects the, the in the movie. The aliens have like black eyes, but a lot of the times they're like, don't bother, just put sunglasses just, yeah, exactly, on. Exactly, yeah. A lot of the aliens just wear sunglasses. There's like three pullover make, like, masks for the aliens. Yeah. Like, I guess for the bus? <laughs> maybe. And maybe building the car and renting the tire factory That Casio keyboards. That Casio. Huh. And I guess there is some blue screen with the ships at the end a little bit. But still, this is half an entertaining movie, but it takes a lot you of bullshit we're going there. to a get sequel, to that half. Once they worked out all the kooky shit in this, maybe a sequel could have been better. But yeah, this is like they don't they didn't know what they wanted this to be. Was it going to be a suspenseful? Because yeah. there's the moment where you're just being chased by the bus and stuff. They're like, oh, no, it's suspenseful. But then but it doesn't take itself enough seriously enough got, for any of this suspense stuff. John Big Booty. Yeah. And then you got the end, the, the, the end of one of the characters turning to the camera saying, who gives a shit? Yeah, like and how are you supposed to be like, like this, in any a of scene this? with Rawhide dying? Everybody's like, "Oh, it's emotional," but it's <laughs> not. They're like, "Yeah, it's like I said, it's fun if you're just trying to make a comedy where like nothing really matters. I mean, if you commit to that, like, like that's fine. But I then, like, don't expect the... us to get emotionally invested. I can't tell if they're winking at the camera here, or, or if they just have something in their eye, or if they just don't don't know how to make a movie, or if they're that. intentionally. I think it's a combination of not knowing how to make a movie, but also trying to be wry at the same time. Like, at least, like the big action part this... at the end." Which is supposed to, uh, the intercuts with like the girl getting tortured and and Buckaroo being tortured yeah. don't fit in with the comedy or spewing out like with the overhead That's... and Lithgow getting sentences wrong and and yeah. it just doesn't That's... nothing feels right. I, I was jokingly comparing this to the Forbidden Zone earlier, and that's not entirely not wrong because at least the Forbidden Zone that was a movie that. Didn't make any sense. Was really uh, like really cheeky, weaking at the audience the whole time. But it was at least consistent with that. There was nothing in that movie where they tried to like Alex tried to have some legitimate drama. Um, Flip to the back last page of that. Tell me what's in there. Like the last like uh, entry in the in the book. So Bill has the novelization of it. Um, Should be a letter. Oh my! So. Mr. Reno of Memphis Bonsai Institute, dear Reno, please be informed that our client Orson Welles denies categorically any connection with the outer space creatures mentioned in your book. (laughs) At no time was he contacted by said aliens, although he does not deny the possibility that he was hypnotized (laughs) and made to do things he was not aware of. Also, Orson would be very much like to see any proof you may have to the contrary. 
warmest champion lichman. I thought that was pretty cute. Duh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. man. But yeah, this movie, it's not entirely terrible, but it's not very good either. No. It's the definition of a shitty movie that became a cult hit. It was Coen's custom designed from... Th- from birth to be a cult hit. Yeah. Although I can't really even say a cult hit, more just a cult film. Cause but I don't they think thought so much... this movie was gonna be good enough that it would get sequels. Yes, you're it's fucking bonkers. So well, I, so the writer of this movie, where where's my notes? Um, blah, 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 blah. the guy who wrote this movie started half a dozen other Buckaroo Bonsai screenplays before finally settling down on this one. Uh, though we bashed together all of those other half completed screenplays into a 300 page book called the the Essential Buckaroo that the director referenced throughout making the film uh, for character backstories and world-building bullshit. So at least the writer of this film in his head, he did have some kind of infrastructure in his head about how all the stuff fit well, yeah, together. This, but... this movie feels, it does feel like that, though, where, hey, all these characters you know and love. Yeah. Which you've never heard of before. Like, oh, yeah. this guy's got a rich backstory, but we won't touch any of it. Yeah. You just, um, you, you know Buckaroo. Yeah, everybody knows Buckaroo. The most succinct thing I heard about this movie is one of the reviewers said, uh, uh, there seems to be an invented, and uh, the creators have invented an elaborate mythology for this hero, but he never bothers to explicate it. The film gives you the mildly annoying sensation of being left out of a not very good private joke. Yeah. That's... That's totally what it is. Yeah. That like you can tell something else is going on, but that else is not that interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, it's it's being a little too coy for its own good. Yeah. The Buckaroo Bonsai story. What a fucking weird movie. <sighs> but I am not, not even like the weirdest movie we've seen, but like, no. just, and not even in the weird they weird way they they meant to. It's just kind of weird and just like it's, how it's, miss it's a mess miss like misbegotten and in in a way that the creators didn't even intend to how much of kind of like a lumpy mess it is. Yeah. And I still don't know why. I've been curious about this movie for years and years and years. Yeah, me too. Like, even the cover isn't that interesting that I would see it at the video store and be like, oh, that looks interesting. It's just a guy standing there with a car, but, like, it's not like, yeah. Yeah. And in my head, I've I've always kind of conflated it, and I know it's not, but I've always kind of conflated it with... 16 string samurai for which some that seems to when that movie came out a lot of people were i've never seen that myself but i heard a lot of people where it's just like stylish and goofy for stylish and goofiness sake yeah. but there's nothing under the hood so there's no reason to get invested mm-hmm. other than if you're just really blown away by like the stylic pre- stylistic pretensions of the movie yeah. which you can say the same thing about if, buckaroo if but. i was flipping through channels and this movie was on if it was the front half I changed the channel if it was the back half i'd leave yeah, it on and crazy let aliens it play and shit background. like that and gunfights and like crazy yeah. shit but yeah like funny stuff. Yeah, with, like if you have this, John Lithgow yelling whole, at people. If this whole movie was the comedy that was in the second half, yeah, aces. But, but it's, it's not. They try to take the front half. So the Cavaliers are not that interesting. Buckaroo himself is not that interesting. Their I, songs suck. Their oh my god, it's a terrible band. Like I said, like you know, like like uh, like I said, I love Peter Willard, but if it was anyone else with more natural charisma that that the movie could have coasted on, I think yeah. this movie would be bound together a little bit better. But without that, if, Peter Well is such a cool if, fish. If Jeff Goldblum and him swapped roles, this oh, movie would have man. been amazing. If Jeff Goldblum had been Buckaroo Bonsai, oh my god, this actually, movie would have been. You not to change a perfect. note of the script, no. but just buck, him just being. Oh, yeah, yeah, you could totally. That would actually make. So if they much had more just sense. swapped roles, it would have been beautiful. Oh man, you're but breaking my heart is, now. Just is, even <laughs> thinking. About, oh shit, it is what it is, and that was Buckaroo Bonsai. Oh man, a mess of a movie. I have more notes about this just because, like I said, yeah, I, I, I read part of the novelization. Yeah, yeah, tell me about the novel. 
just if you want more, you just for more flesh. I need more buckaroo in my <laughs> life. Buckaroo. We're almost done here. We're gonna get out of here in just a second, though. Yeah, in the book, it's mentioned that Buckaroo's parents were killed by an earlier test of the rocket car uh, that was sabotaged by Hanoi Zan and the World Crime League, who also then killed uh, Buckaroo's wife uh, slash Penny's sister, mm. and because. That's supposed to be the World Crime League. They're supposed to be the arch enemy of Buckaroo and his gang. Uh, yeah, the book also makes Zahn partially responsible for the events of the film by uh, his uh, helping Lizardo escape. Um, the book also mentions a bunch more of the members of the Hong Kong Cavaliers. Uh, they're all off doing other things, which I think is also mentioned in the movie at the beginning because they're talking about how uh, some of the guys are off in Nepal and stuff. Um, uh, one of the uh, characters mentioned in the book is a lady called Pecos. Who is uh, who? Gold uh, Jeff Goldblum confuses some of the guys for later on in yeah, the film because yeah. he's like, "Are you Pecos?" And they're all, "Yeah, what? I know who you are. You're Pecos." She's no, supposed to be a lady, no, which is makes the fact that he confuses like perfect Tommy for a lady even extra kind of funny. The writer had written a book that the director's wife had read a positive review of. So that's so the director invited the writer out to lit out to L.A where they collaborated for several years together on the film until they finally got the deal for uh, Baccarat pushed through. Uh, the director of the movie uh, was also the same guy who rewrote Big Trouble in Little China uh, when Little Big Trouble in Little China was supposed to be a Western period film. Mm. The director rewrote that to pretty much, he wrote most of the what you see in the finished version of Buckaroo Bonsai. And I kind of wish he had actually worked on the screenplay for this, because Buckaroo... Big Trouble, Big Trouble in Little China is fucking hilarious. Yeah, it has in the, way the same that kind of comedy sensibilities you, for the second half. Yeah, it's they're both kind of pulpy, goofy movies with like a super brazen hero. Yeah, but Buckaroo or uh, Big Trouble in Little China has much more personality to this, whereas Buckaroo is Kurt very Russell sterile. Kurt Russell kind of Buckaroo off. Yeah, too. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like although I don't know if I would have believed him as a brain surgeon. Yeah, but yeah, that's a good. Actually, that's a good. Yeah, yeah. Like, he yeah, would have had maybe something yeah. else, maybe an expert truck driver. Yeah, but yeah, that's Buckaroo Bonsai in a nutshell, though. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's a not very funny private joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is yeah unfortunate, yeah, yeah. but not the end of the world. I'm glad we both checked this off our list, even though it was mm-hmm. my choice. Yeah, but I also had it on mine. Yeah, it was so. actually the first thing on my list for whatever reason. I don't know why. What is the one first of the big movie I wrote down? Cult movies of our childhoods, though. Yeah. That was one of the big After things. Blade Runner, I should say, but I've, yeah. I've done that. Are there any other big cult movies that are? Like on your list in terms of like the status of like Buckaroo Bonsai mm. that that came out when Nothing we were kids. Nothing is or obscure as Buckaroo. I mean, I there's think. yeah, okay. I have some like uh, speaking of Peter Wells. I've never seen RoboCop. Yeah. Oh really? I've been saving that one, but yeah. I don't know how that's gonna play. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know if I've. Seen I don't know any... anyone existed who was like a male of our age who hasn't well, seen you RoboCop. Forget, I grew up with none but sisters. Yeah, that's true too. Um, yeah. And that movie was way too violent for my age bracket back it is, then. It, to these days, it's actually way more violent almost any movie that ever comes out these days, yeah. too. But uh, Robocop's fucked up. I don't up. know if I've seen any, um, what's-his-name movies. Uh, Peter Weller? No, um, the director. Uh, the, the This? No, of Robocop. Oh, Verhoeven. Uh, yeah, Did you ever know. see Total Recall? Oh, yes, I have. Okay. okay. Yeah, well, I've it, seen Total Recall. Actually, half of his film were European films that he made before yeah. ever coming to the States anyway. But, but anyway. It's really Robocop and Total Recall are yeah. his two big things. So you've yeah. seen half of his good movies. Uh, But that was a movie about a cocky bastard. Next week, we will be talking about another cocky bastard <laughs> in the 1938 version of The Robin Adventures Hood. of Robin Hood Across the Eighth Dimension. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're recording two episodes in a row this week. Uh, the they, they both of... happen to be The Adventures of, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
but we'll be talking about that. He's Mudron on Twitter. I'm mm-hmm. the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Tardy Podcast on Twitter. TardyPodcast.com is where you can find all of our links. Share us with people. It's the only way people will learn about our podcast because we don't advertise at all. And we feel bad when we self-advertise. I'm trying to advertise more often, but yeah, it's it's kind of like, yeah. We trying feel- to pimp yourself on Reddit kind of goes nowhere, yeah. though, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, give us a like and a share, and uh, yes. next time we'll be talking about Robin Hood. Yeah, so... so we'll be- Play us out, uh, Cavaliers. <laughs> Why, Bill, you're in charge of editing. You could just add that later. I know, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, don't forget, no matter where you are, there you go. There you go. There you go, everybody. Keep filling those holes with pop culture. Uh, so long, everybody. Goodbye. Take care, guys. <laughs>